Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. October 1st, 2022. Yes, it appears those nice summer days are over. Now we've got the cloud banking in the morning. Not my cup of tea. That ocean is gray, dark gray. That's what I grew up in on the East Coast, dark gray, morbid. Today's show, why IV therapies don't work for the patient. Intravenous therapies. They work for the doctor, but they don't work for the patient. The naturopaths, very suspect on this. Your holistic medical doctors, very suspect on this. Really, the chiropractors and the acupuncturists would be doing it too, except they don't have the scope of practice, meaning the laws adjudicated or dictated by their degrees don't allow them to do intravenous therapies normally, at least in the state of California. Everyone would jump on the wonders, the marvels, the miracles of IV therapies. What do I mean? Your vitamin B infusions, your vitamin C infusions, magnesium. Then there's your chelation therapies to break up supposedly plaque and to pull out heavy metals. And the list goes on and on and on and on. We have people in the fields, naturopathy, osteopathy, the medical doctors, who have these holistic practices that do these things. And yes, of course, you've guessed it already. I'm here to tell you they're a crock. That's right. Whether you want to hear it or not, or whether it helps you or not, it's a crock. Now, what do I mean by a crock? Well, it's not that it doesn't help a little. It's that it leaves you hanging and in a position where to get therapy, you're going to be addicted to these therapies. Once you're on the bandwagon and once you're in that limited place, most people just kick back and go, well, I'll just get the IV when I need it. And it becomes a tool to just mitigate your symptoms. If you're fatigued, it can help a little. If you've got toxicity, it can help a little. And so on and so forth. Now, why the comment should be somewhat enticing is because what IV therapies promote is at the exclusion, and I do mean at the exclusion of a more fundamental, a more fundamentally important dynamic of health, and that is the enteric nervous system. So let me explain. When you work with people for all sorts of problems, when you work with enough people for all sorts of problems, 
what you're going to realize is the impulses that go down into the intestinal villi. So let me define that, right, in that 30-plus feet, <clears throat> in that 30-plus feet of small intestine are these little intestinal suckers. They look like little microscopic nipples called villi. There's billions of them in that 30 feet of small intestine. And those are the little anatomical pieces of the small intestine that assimilate or suck up, absorb the food. Now that's pretty simple on the surface. Underneath it is a reality. And that is, is that the delivery system from the vagus nerve out of your brain now that goes in, microscopically speaking, to these villi, that talks to them from the brain, to these little suckers, is of variable effect, meaning the impulses from the brain through the vagus nerve into these villi, which are responsible for how efficiently you absorb your food, those impulses can vary from bad to very good. And that's the essence of what we call the enteric nervous system. So you've got ulcerative colitis. You've got Crohn's disease. You've got irritable bowel syndrome. You've got infections in your intestines that some of these tests have shown that you do these IgG antibody tests or some other types of tests in the blood that show you have a parasite. Or you've got SIBO, imbalance in the gut wall and blah blah you've got something in the digestive tube that messes you up you're bloated all the time you have acid reflux so on and so forth anything under the gamut of digestive disorder is very integrally related to how efficiently those little absorption tubes, those villi in the 30 feet of small intestine, how efficiently they suck up that food. It takes energy to suck up that food. Those villi do work, a lot of work. Think of it. 80% of your immune system is down there to help them do their work. And if they don't work too well, the collateral damage is what you call inflammation. Inflammation ranging from a low-grade irritable bowel syndrome all the way up the ladder to superative Crohn's disease and you're going to get your gut cut out. Or you're on strong drugs with side effects. All sorts of variations of this theme. All the way to cancer. All the way to perforating your small intestine. Ulcers, the whole thing. The point. Much of this efficiency is determined by the nature, the characterization, the quality of the impulse come from the brain down the vagus nerve into our backs, plexus, the myenteric plexus. These are these amalgams of microscopic nerves that control your villi. That's what we call the enteric nervous system. Guess what? The enteric nervous system 
in a healing for everything, everything. Not just GI, not just gastrointestinal, but let's just stick to that. The integrity of that enteric nervous system is variable. And in a healing, it demands an evolution. Stated otherwise, you have to learn to truly relax your being to turn on the parasympathetic nerves, to allow the vagus nerve to deliver the right kind of current into those villi so the villi can absorb food that's hopefully broken down and absorb it with minimal inflammation. There it is in a nutshell. What you call doctor, doctor, I'm always bloated. Doctor, doctor, I can't digest. Doctor, doctor, I've got Crohn's. I've got IBS. IBS is the third or fourth leading cause of not showing up for work in America today. I think it's the common cold. And then I think number two or three is irritable bowel syndrome. So it brings us to this discussion then of the enteric nervous system as I just defined it. Now, here's the deal. Your healing is an evolution of making those impulses through the vagus nerve more efficient. And that's a tour de force. You can say that, yeah, you got to learn to relax your being, whether your, whether your tension denying you proper vagal input, proper outflow from the vagus nerve into the intestinal villi, whether that problem is psychological. You're so uptight that those vagal inputs are distorted. Whether it's that or it's structural. Your intestines are so twisted because of that surgery you had, that appendicitis, that cesarean. You're so inflexible that your psoas muscle is torturing that 30 feet of intestine. There's no room in the abdominal cavity because of an anterior psoas displacement. You have no clue about this, and believe me, neither does your medical doctor. So for whatever reason, we say you're not getting the proper vagal outflow into the intestinal villi. And in summary, we say the viability of the enteric, enteric nervous system is all backwards and inefficient. And a healing, as I said, is about... Fixing that, that's how you fix IBS, ulcerative colitis, you name it. Big, big, big part of it. And beyond that, here's the problem. The minute you sacrifice that by not putting what you need down your mouth and engaging that exercise, you're in deep doo-doo. You now have a problem. You're paying somebody in the absence of enteric intelligence. You're spending top dollar on going through the IV system. That's not such a good idea. 
is it okay to do in extreme cases? Man, if I just don't get something into me, I'm dead. That's real important in a hospital. That's real important sometimes in a naturopathic office or an osteopathic office. It's not that you don't do this in emergency crisis, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this is being done today regularly as kind of the thing you do. It is a crock. So let's say it a different way. It'll get you to first base. It's the lazy man's very ineffective cure. And it's not a cure. But it's everywhere. And the reason it's everywhere and the reason it's pushed, you just go out there and look. IV therapies, and there's 50 of them. The reason it's pushed is because it's a monetizer. It is money. You can line up 10 or 15 or 20 people at the same time, and they all lie in there like that scene in The Matrix. You know that scene in The Matrix, that gross, disgusting scene where finally you see what it's all about, and it's this massive, massive, like underground cave of millions of people just hooked up like blobs. That's what they're doing. You don't believe me? Just look up IV therapies and go to some of these clinics. It's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Because it gives people this notion that that's the cure. That's the way out of it. And it's doing the opposite. It's making their enteric intelligence dumber and dumber and dumber. You know, those intestinal villi know everything. If you prime them through the exercise of feeding oneself through trial and error what one needs, it will give you all its answers. Do you know what intestinal intelligence is called? The craving. Those villi have brains. Billions and billions of little tiny brains in these villi. As characterized by extensions of the vagus nerve from the brain down there. And then sending intelligence back to the brain. And then the brain sending intelligence back to the villi in ways we will never fully understand. But to encapsulate it, it's called the craving. This is what you're denying yourself with IV therapies. That's pretty gross. And it's not that the doctors are evil people, but the reality of being a naturopath or an osteopath, the reality is you have rent to pay. You have school loans to pay off. You have a reputation to keep. Your brother's a lawyer. You want as much of the monetary thing as your brother does. And so we come up with monetization therapies. Everybody does it. Chiropractors crack. Acupuncturists needle. Osteopaths and naturopaths hook you up into IV therapies. 
And it's not that those things are bad, but after first base, take my word for it, you're cooked. That's not where you find cure. When God connected your brain via a vagus nerve to the villi and primed correctly and evolved, can take a sick person into knowing what they crave that feeds their soul to a healing and you're not training that and instead hooking people into IV therapies. That's what I have for you, my friends. It's not that you're evil people. And I mean the doctors that are part of it. It's that they never learn the other part of it. They never learn it. Because they go to school, they get out of school, and within a year, they have rent to pay. So they learn to monetize. And I'm telling you, this is the way it works. All their time, money, and energy goes to bringing new people in and figuring out how to monetize with cost-effective therapies. What? You're going to sit down with somebody and go through the day-to-day of what they eat? To try to bring their being to an understanding that they were having a craving when they didn't even know it. When they were thinking through their head and feeding their troubled emotions rather than listening to what their body's craving. Yeah, that's cost effective. That is not cost effective. That's not cost effective relative to just having 20 people come in in a day and hook them up to IVs, walk out of the room, pay your assistants your underlings, your employees, your nurses, what it takes to hook them up safely so they don't have a tragedy, and then walk out of the room and do something else. And that's what's going on, broad scale. I told you this was straight talk. So here's the deal. I don't care what you have, what your symptom is, your health concern, your disease. Bernard Jensen used to say it, the famous Bernard Jensen. That guy made a living. He was somewhat tormented by the fact he couldn't make a lot of money. I have an iridology book by this guy. That's absolute genius. He was a gift. Bernard Jensen was his name. And he used to say 80% of health begins in the digestive tube. That means if you have cancer, that means if you have heart disease, that means if you have autoimmune disease, that means if you have bad arthritis. That means if you've got reflux. That means if you have IBS, ulcerative colitis, rheumatoid arthritis, low back pain, facet syndromes, disc herniations, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, multiple sclerosis, whatever it means you've got. Just an irritated bowel, diarrhea all the time, constipation all the time. Jensen used to say 80% of all disease begins in the digestive tube. He was right then. 
he's right today. What that has to do with IV therapy is beyond me, thus my point. You can't prime the intelligence of the enteric nervous system with IV therapy. Now, what do you do? People always say that. What do you do? I had somebody ask me that. They were taking counsel for some situation where a loved one had a bad stroke. And I was explaining what I thought they should do. Meaning, I was giving them insight into the mechanism. And the person said, now what do you do? And I know, when you ask that question, it means the explanation went over the top of your head and you're one of those checklist people. My future is to eliminate the checklist people in the sense of getting them off that horrible habit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all this, I want to know what to do. And sometimes what to do is built on a deeper understanding of what causes the problem. Because if you get that, then what to do becomes easy. Now, that's not always the case, but often it is. And it's definitely the case here. Understanding what to do about priming. So I'm going to introduce another term. Priming the enteric nervous system. Understanding what to do about it. It's not hard for pregnant women. They're all primed up. God took care of that one. Protect the budding junior in your uterus. And they automatically know what to do. Honey, I want strawberries. Honey, why did you bring home strawberries? They were good a minute ago. They're not good now. Get them out of my sight or I'll vomit. I want peanuts instead. Go back and get peanuts. Pregnant women know what to do. Children know what to do. We're so messed up like this. We think finicky children are a problem. There was an article, I've said this before, in the Wall Street Journal about four years ago on the number one problem with kids, as parents see it, is their finicky eating habits. And I immediately lashed out along the lines of, no, the problem is you, the stupid parent. No other word for that. Finicky kids, finicky eaters are trying to listen to their cellular intelligence, their vagus nerve. They're trying to listen to their, the high relationship between health and your craving. And that's what finicky kids are about. You shut that down because they're a pain to listen to because they don't want to eat this model destroyed genetically engineered trash and because they don't fall into line whether it's in the six kids in the family or in the classroom the finicky eater is cast aside you have to understand that more deeply so you'll trust your instincts in hindsight as people age you know what they always say I wish I had trusted my gut wow did you just hear me say that? How could we have evolved a culture with a maxim, a quote, an old saying, trust your gut, go with your gut? What do you think that means? It means there's an intelligence there. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing against irritable bowel syndrome 
being that either second or third reason each year for many years, people don't show up for work. Trusting your gut when you're 50 years old at the end of your rope because you can't deal with your health anymore, because you're not functional. Trusting your gut becomes a tour de force that IV infusions don't solve. So don't take that sucker punch, part of the point of the show. The other part is pick a food and eat the food. Eat what you love. And distinguish that from picking a food that some say doesn't love you, that you love but doesn't love you. The gut, the gut is deployed intelligently when you love the food and the food loves you. And start and make it simple, one food at a time. Classify those foods that you love that love you. It's trial and error. You got to be willing to fail. You got to look at the quality of the food. You got to look at how the food is prepared. Don't, in the early stages, mix the food. And of course, that's the beginning of priming the enteric nervous system. Do you know how this and where this ultimately goes? It goes to the herbs. The herbs are concentrated foods. You'll start craving the herbs. You'll know you're doing well when you start craving. Yeah, I crave sugar. That's not what I'm talking about. Remember, it's what you crave that you love that loves you. Sugar doesn't love you, just like heroin doesn't love you. And this is the evolution of the enteric nervous system. This is making those sensors down there in the villi that are just derivatives of the vagus nerve much more intelligent. And of course, if you feel stumped and in circular motion on this issue over time, you know where I live. 714-850-1007. Straight Talk on Health. Have a nice week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.